I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you so much for joining. Blessings of love and light to all of you. What is happening with you guys? What what a journey. I have to tell you, the past, let's see, this this weekend, I finally came out of a (laughs) two-week, I don't know, slump. I was really angry, and I I was having a hard time kicking the anger. was intense. I got selected for jury duty or, or got selected as a juror, whatever, you know, I wasn't on the case, but the pool of uh, potential jurors and it was all done remotely through zoom. And then the judge and all the, the state prosecutor and the defendant and, and the defense attorneys are all in the courtroom, social distance, wearing masks. And they asked, um, the judge asked at the very beginning, does anyone have an issue wearing a mask for four hours? Um, And then you get a break at lunch and then coming back and wearing a mask for the rest of the day. And there's about 33 people online, 33, 34, I think jurors, potential jurors. And I was the only one that raised my hand. And the judge looked at me and said, what's your problem wearing a mask? And I said, I don't believe in them. I've never worn one and I will not wear one. And guys, it was intense because this judge looked right at me. It was like I tased him. He was like, what? (laughs) You look right at me in the screen and said, what if I order you to? And it was an intense moment. And this was during this very intense fighting feeling that I was having this anger. And I looked at him and I said, I don't want to break the law but I don't believe in wearing them and I will not wear one. And he said, I'll make note of that. And I eventually got dismissed um, from the case. However, I stood up, I stood up and it was intense. And to have a, a, a judge, an arbitrator of the law, look at me and say, what if I ordered you to? It was a very intense moment. I'm also very proud of myself, but it was very intense. So that's one of the things that's been going on. Um, and I feel better now. And, and I tried to record a podcast uh, last week. Um, and <laughs> it just wasn't working. So uh, I wanted to just fill you in on what's been going on because a lot of uh, energy, I mean, it's, there is a lot about to take place and I think everyone's aligned by now to me, but if you're new to the podcast, I'm going to give you a background of me. I'm a former Christian preacher, former TV reporter, journalist, on-air reporter, uh, Fox affiliate, NBC affiliate, ABC affiliates. Um, I owned an ad agency and marketing agency, um, built it up over a million dollars, had employees and that whole thing. 
um, became a management consultant and now <laughs> podcasting, a published author, keynote speaker, TEDx speaker. I've done a lot of things. I don't share that to brag. I share that to say my life has just been one long journey culminating, I think, to this point in time to share my perspective and to help you, like I say in the beginning of this podcast, so you don't feel alone in your journey because we're all on our own journey, but we can co-journey together. We can share the love and light curiosity questions with one another. And that that is what... Um, I think our society would benefit so much from is asking questions again, just ask questions. Why, who, what, when, where, so what, what does this mean? How does this affect me? What's the ramifications? What's the end result of all this going to be? Instead of living in this continually now, um, it's not even the now moment because in the now moment, you'd be at peace, but it's uh, almost ignorant of the now moment, ignorant of like what these um, policies, procedures, power structures are pushing down upon us. What are the results of this? Does this make us freer, whole, more whole, healthier, um, holistically, mind, body, soul, spirit, and heart? Are we more sovereign or less sovereign? Are we more connected to the earth or less connected to the earth? Are we more reliant on the supply chain or less reliant on the supply chain? All these questions, I think, get to be answered at this time. And part of the thing that I've been dealing with, there's so much information that you can find that isn't conspiracy. It's simply hidden from the public. I didn't know about it until I started researching Tartaria. You look up Tartaria. It was one, ruled one third of the planet. It's a huge empire. It was in the... Britannica Encyclopedia Britannica's um, and up to like the late 1700s. Um, there's a whole bunch of information. It's, it's crazy. And we don't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about it. And something as so massive as that, and yet so simple as that, that has been erased from our history. I hope when, if you look it up and you actually research it, give you some pause to not believe every single thing in this current now moment, all this digital matrix garbage that is warping our minds, that is stealing our children's power. And that is keeping humanity in the state of slavery as opposed to sovereignty. And I've mentioned this before, you know, part of the thing I came, grew up in an incredibly religious household beyond, beyond even what I'm comfortable even talking about right now, but it's really intense uh, Christian household, Catholic um, on my dad's side, evangelical, Protestant, Jewish on my mom's side, very wild, um, confluence. And then my brother and I grew up in this chaos. But I share all that to say I've been questioning and learning and reading, and I'm reading the book of the Hopi, which I did a podcast about that a couple of weeks ago, um, which to me matches exactly uh, my view of Genesis and the world we are right now. I've talked about this uh, quite often when I ran my ministry, that there were three floods in Genesis. 
And if you're a Christian and you're tied to what you believe, great. This may trigger you. If you have no understanding of what I'm talking about, you can go ahead and listen. But in, in Genesis, it says in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the verse following that, verse 2 in Genesis 1, it says, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That's verse two. So, and is a conjunction of time. I woke up and I brushed my teeth and I ate breakfast and, and is a conjunction of time. So if you understand this, then you can go back and say, or once you realize this, you can go back and say, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So was the earth created before or after heaven? It was created after heaven. Okay. So then let's keep that going with and. So then verse two starts with and. And the earth was without form and void and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So the word and is a conjunction of time and two starts with and. And God is light, says in 1 John, and in him there is no darkness at all. But yet there was darkness on the face of the earth in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, and the earth was flooded. So I believe what God did was flood the earth at this time, which matches actually the Hopi, where the earth was flooded uh, three times. And the fourth time will be a fire. Coincidentally, that's exactly what the Bible says. Um because the second flood is in Genesis chapter two. It says there went up a whole mist from the ground and there was not a man to till the earth, even though in Genesis chapter one, verse 27, it says, and God said, let them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Now, if you have to replenish something, that means something existed prior to you replenishing, right? The word replenish there in Hebrew is the same word replenish that God told Noah later on, a few chapters later to be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth. Well, we know there was a flood before Noah and Noah was called to replenish the earth. And there was also a flood in Genesis chapter one, verse two. And we don't know how much time existed in that time gap. That could be a mass. That could be billion years, be millions of years. It could be a year. However, there was a flood. And then Genesis chapter two says there was a mist that went up from the whole face of the ground and before it, not anything grew and blah, 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 blah. And people think that Genesis chapter uh, two is a microcosm of Genesis chapter one, although it's not, because if you list out the order of what God created the animals in Genesis chapter two is a different order. So either it contradicts itself, throw the entire thing out, or it's actually in a different timeline, a different time. So I used to teach that Noah's flood was the third flood. God said, I won't flood the earth anymore. Here's my sign between me and you. It's the rainbow. However, it's interesting that um, later on, and I think first Kings, when Elijah gathers all the prophets of the ba uh, prophets of Baal and the prophets of the grove, the priests um, that were, according to Elijah committing fornication against God and, and, and sinning. And I have a point to all this. Stay with me for a sec. But anyway, he gathers all the prophets of the grove and prophets of Baal and he gathers them up and he calls out and brings all Israel out. And he says, let's have a showdown. Basically we'll see whose God is 
the true God, the living God, the one infinite creator God. And so the prophets of Baal, they calling out, they're doing all their um, seances and incantations, all that. They start cutting themselves, bloodletting, trying to call uh, down their God and nothing happens. And then Elijah's turn, Elijah um, has his servant pour water upon the altar that he made and he poured water on it three times and then came fire down from heaven. So I look at that as a confirmation that there were three floods and the fourth uh, time that this world is destroyed is with fire. Although I don't think it's destructive fire. I don't think it's actually um, like <laughs> raining fire down from heaven or, or comments. I think it's actually going to be the great solar flash. And that is enough to create the largest EMP this world has ever seen and perhaps reset humanity back to this place. Although the technology doesn't need, we don't need electricity the way we have harnessed it now because there's electromagnetism. So it will wipe away the matrix system, which will be beautiful. And we will, as humans, be kinder to one another, love one another, be peaceful and um, remember who we actually are. Remember what we are created in the image of and go out and show love and light to every single person, planet, creature on this existence and this Terra as ambassadors of love and light, which I believe is what we were created to be from the very beginning, to be an ambassador of love and light, to walk in the very presence of love, to walk in the very presence of light, and in that presence of light and love, there is no time. Time doesn't exist. It's outside the timelines. So when we stay in that place of love, stay in that place of God's presence, stay in that place of beauty and truth and goodness and, and all the virtues and all the things that people are craving for, but they're getting fed this imitation matrix system. When we can do that, we actually live our life's fulfillment, our soul's journey. So reading the book of the Hopi, it matches my view of the Bible, which has been incredibly cool because I've left Christianity. This is not a Christian narrative, nor am I trying to say I'm creating some new doctrine. I'm actually read so many different things that ever, truth is either true or it's not. It either exists or it's not. God is either a good God that gave everyone the opportunity to know the truth, seek the truth, have the truth, or he's not. And that is a, um, that's a great conversation to have, whether he is or is not. The creator is or is not. And yet, when I'm in that victim state, like I was in that low vibrational state, just low, just frustrated, frustrated at cowardice, frustrated at complacency and compliance. And I'm looking around like, where are the warrior souls? Where are the warrior souls? Kinetic physical war is nothing compared to the spiritual war that we're in right now. And there's a lot of spirits that are gasping for their last breath 
and they need someone to come resuscitate it with fire inside of them to look at them in the eye and say, wake up, stand up, come forth, come out. Let's go. Stand in your sovereignty. Speak with authority. You are lesser to no one. The King James Bible, which I've said in this podcast many times, I'm going to repeat it now. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father, but by me, standing beside him, just like the thief on the cross at the end was beside him. And he said, Lord, remember me this day when you enter your kingdom. And Jesus turned to him and said, surely thou shalt be with me today in paradise. It's beside. It's sovereignty. It's not who benefits from you not being sovereign, the matrix system. So you can look at every single institution, ideology, teaching. It's almost complete because that's what the matrix is. It's an entire complete false system. And when you step out of it and you see it for what it is, it will always beckon you to come back in. But it takes courage and it takes power and it takes grit to step out and to see it and be like, I recognize you now. You see, the Bible's incredibly bizarre in many ways because there's always the antithesis of the protagonist. There's always the antagonist using the same visual representation. So Jesus comes back as the lion of Judah, the conquering lion. But first Peter says that, uh, Be sober and vigilant for your adversary, the devil, walketh about like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. So both the symbols of the lion, we have Christ, we have Antichrist, we have light, we have Satan transfigures into an angel of light. So we have this duality, the matrix system, the imitation system that will always look like the real thing. But how you know it's not the real thing is if it beckons you to stay in the state of slavery that it is created for all of mankind. You know, it's the real true truth. If you are free from it and can stand out of it, look around and be like, what has happened? Wake up. Be like one crying in the wilderness saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord of love and light of sovereignty, of beauty, of goodness, of truth. And so, yes, I was frustrated the past few weeks. And the thing is, I'm a live and let live guy. Do you? But if you're on the side of an ideology in a system that will not allow me to do me, and you make us enemies that's that's a losing proposition for us all that's a losing proposition for us all if you took the light out this place would be so dark it would be literal hell on earth so that's uh <laughs> that's what's been going on the past uh, couple weeks and we're ending June coming into July 
It's going to be a lot happening. I know, I know a lot of you listen because we've had incredible people reach out and comment and built relationships with a lot of you. You, you are aware of what's coming, but there are a lot of people not aware of what's coming. And sadly, those who aren't aware, if they're putting their trust and hope in the matrix system are in for a rude awakening. So as someone who just got angry for two weeks and couldn't shake this anger and feeling like there's going to be a fight and all this stuff, and now realizing, wait, I had to go through that to remember that it is a spiritual war, not a physical war. And we are in a spiritual battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of rulers of darkness in high places. So says in Ephesians chapter six. So it's time to awaken, dear one. It's time to awaken. Awaken to your power. What you think is weird or um, what you think is fringe, go explore that. Go get out of this box you have been cocooned in. Go read the most bizarre book you could even find. Read, study, learn. Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. How in the world could you divide the word of truth if you have not read that which is a lie? You have to know. You have to read. So my dear brothers and sisters, this is the episode I wanted to bring to you. I hope it's a blessing. I love all of you. That's why I'm here sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, share this content. If you think it's going to bless someone, share this content. And if you're on uh, listening on any podcast platform, I'd appreciate if you could rate it. Um, give me five stars, share, write, uh, write a comment. Let's get the word out. It's sovereignty, my dear brothers and sisters. It is sovereignty in love and light. That is the message. I bless you all. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.